Last week we talked about what we talk about charity, mm-hmm. charity, charity. Char- this week we're talking about patience. Huh? Huh? Did you get it? It was a good one. Because you had to wait for it. It was a good one. So, what is patience? How do we have patience? Is it right to pray for patience? Hmm. We're going to talk about them things and probably some more stuff too. So stick around. Yes, this is part three of our Live It Out series. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Joe Smith. And today, you will need to exercise your patience. I thought you that was a dig. Today, you will, <laughs> you will need to it exercise. It is true. We will need to exercise. Yes, at some Everyone point does. in the day. Um, yeah. But uh, before we do that, before we get into our uh, topic of patience, we want to say what's up to the inner circle. Hey, guys. Hi, y'all, Darren. Hey. Y'all know what it is. Thank you so much Hopefully. for being a part of our inner circle. And uh, if you want to know more about that, we're going to talk about the inner circle later on in the episode. Yes. So stick around for that. Okay. So trigger warning. Trigger. It's hard to be patient. It's hard. It's hard to tell people to be patient. <laughs> Who does that trigger? I don't know. Somebody's going to be impatient with <laughs> <What>? us. <laughs> Somebody's going off. Somebody's defensive. Somebody already knows. Well, it's one of the things I think we accept impatience in our culture, and we accept it because it's like, oh, I'm just impatient. And I do this because I'm impatient. And God knows my heart, and I'm impatient. And yeah. it's like, I get it. There's some things that it's like, okay, yeah, you're just being impatient. So I can excuse, or rather, I can have grace for mm-hmm. some of the things you're doing, your, the nuances of how you feel that impatience. But at the same time, at the root of it, patience is one of those virtues of Christian living yeah. that should, again, like with all these things in our Live It Out series, it should be marking us as different from the world. That's right. And I think there's a misunderstanding that patience is uh, a trait. You either have it or you don't mm-hmm. have it. Like, ah, I'm just mm-hmm. not very patient. Um, where patience is a uh, fruit of the spirit. So like if you're a believer True. in Christ, you have patience. Mm. Like it's part of the gift of the spirit. It's not fruits yeah. of the spirit. I know you, somebody's heard this before. It's not. You don't That's one of those pick, fruits I didn't get. Exactly. It's not like you pick and choose. You're not. It's not fruit. It's not fruit salad of the spirit. Like it's a fruit. I didn't want the mandarin oranges, <laughs> so I took out the patience. Some maraschino cherries. Nah, I ain't messing with them. <laughs> um, no, patience is part. It's like a packet. It's the whole deal. You got the Holy Spirit inside of you. Mm-hmm. You have patience. Yeah. Um, or if you're a New King James fan, long suffering, ethist. No, just long suffering. They didn't put the eth on there. <laughs> they don't put the eth in it. There's no eth on the no. eth. <laughs> okay well um but if you have this, the holy spirit then you have patience and so yes. uh it's hard sometimes to understand when we're being impatient in the moment because we're so caught up in the the control factor mm. but before we get into that let's let's just define patience okay what What's is patience? it well it depends on who you ask um, i'm asking you if you ask a doctor mm-hmm. they're like well it's the people sitting out in the waiting room but i'm wah, anyway wah, wah. i'm just kidding that was good sorry about that um, but no, <laughs> patience, we understand uh, what we tell our kids is it's waiting with a good attitude. Yes. I, and, I love yeah. that. That Because at first we said it's just waiting. Patience is, is waiting. Anybody can wait. But yeah, but you can also not wait patiently. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be waiting and the whole time be throwing a fit. And that's Complaining. not exercising patience. Whining. 
throwing a fit. Throwing a These are just examples yeah. of things I've seen <laughs> in my life. In her husband's <laughs> actions. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, there was a, um, a website we went to. I don't remember what it is, so I'm not plagiarizing. This isn't me. But what they said was waiting. Our what? patience is uh, it's uh, <laughs> waiting. <laughs> patience is awaiting or expecting an outcome calmly and without discontent. Mm. I like that. Um, yeah. Awaiting an expected outcome. Yes. Uh, because you can't be impatient for something you're not expecting. True. Uh, although I have been impatient for things, and my wife has caught me in this for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you in a hurry? I'm like, I don't know. No, what I usually ask is if I sense this impatience rising up in him, mm-hmm. are we in a hurry? Because sometimes mm, for me, it's, it's, like the, it. <laughs> it's the reminder of, hey, we don't have anywhere to be. We're not rushing to get to the next thing. Oftentimes in our lives, we are rushing to get to the next thing, which is where that impatience gets um, not just cultivated, it gets strengthened. Yeah. That muscle gets strengthened. And so it's like, well, I'm just so used to always going from one thing to the next that when you do have a moment, sometimes it can be hard to be like, all right, just live in the moment, chill, um, because you're not waiting for something to happen. You're not waiting yeah. on, <clears throat> on an arrival of something. But when it comes to patience for the believer, yeah, most often... We see this with exercising our faith, yeah. Um, which is trusting that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Yeah. And so we, are, we have this expected outcome. Now, oftentimes what I find is like my expected outcome is not in line with what the word says, or it's not in line with, um, with what God is intending to do. And so my impatience is really at the root. It's my arrogance yeah. and it's my pride that says, well, I know what's best. And so God, why aren't you doing this the way that I think it should be done in the timing? I think it should be done. And yeah. the whole, the whole time it's like, no, be humble. There's humility needed. Yeah. Um, there's grace needed to understand. And um, so we can, we can have that, um, that lack of patience when it comes to trusting God and trusting that, Hey, he is who he says he is, mm-hmm. who he's always been. Yeah. Um, and what you're expecting will come to pass, though it may not happen the way you expect it to. Yeah, and I think what you had, um, what you were talking about is kind of the root of the patience issue is the the lack of trust in God. And you may be sitting there thinking like, well, no, I just, I don't like waiting on people or I don't like waiting on things. But truthfully, it's not just as surface level as that. There's like a deep-seated uh, root of of impatience that is generally found in not trusting. Mm-hmm. It's in being self-conscious or being um, coming from, I'm going to use my wife's favorite word right now, coming from some sort of trauma in your life. Trauma. <laughs> telling you. Um, telling you. Something in your life has said that uh, God is untrustworthy and or you've picked that up from somewhere. And so when you're walking out your Christian faith and you have a hard time waiting on God, if you have a hard time doing that, then it's normally because there's, there's something about the way God moves. Like he's not doing what you want him to do. Mm, mm-hmm. And what you said about arrogance, I, I feel that, I mean, that was really loud in my ears. Like I understand. <laughs> I was saying it for you mostly. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that because I, I, I grown up like somewhere I internalized this, this mindset that I had to be in control, that I mm. had to manage my situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all sorts of stuff. You're in their circle. We'll talk about that at some point. I'm sure. Um, maybe on our next, um, zoom call we can talk about a little bit of testimony time but um there are all these factors in my life and and somehow i picked up from all these bits and pieces that i had to be the one in control in my situation and when i'm not in control when i have something outside of my control um and i have to wait for someone else to do it oh it irks me it gets under my skin and i feel out of control i feel 
um, I feel powerless. Mm-hmm. But the, the crazy thing is I am powerless. And I have to understand that I've had to understand that over and over and over and over and over a couple more times that my lack of patience comes from my desire to be in control mm. and my lack of trust that God has my best interests out in mind. Yeah. And, yeah. Th- and that can come from a number of areas. Like it can mm-hmm. come from um, your trust being betrayed or a caregiver or someone who um, promised things over time yeah. and eventually they stopped delivering on those promises. And so you learn different survival techniques and different ways of protecting or thinking we can protect ourselves from being let down. Mm-hmm. And impatience is one of those protectors because it can be, yeah. look, I can justify doing it myself and, you know, pulling myself up by my bootstraps and shutting people out. I can justify because I don't like waiting on people. I just rather get it on myself. Yeah. And I, we hear this in church a lot. Well, why, why are you the only one doing this thing? Well, you know, if you want something done right. Yeah, do it yourself. Yeah, do it yourself. So if you want it done, you might as well just do it. And instead of relying on the community of people around you. So then we have this issue of isolation. Yeah. And so impatience isn't just impatience. And it's, a, it's easy for us, again, because it's culturally acceptable. Mm-hmm. You see somebody standing in line, tapping their foot, getting mad at the person who's, you know, the, the checkout person or whatever. You see them do it. We accept that. Yeah. Nobody calls out the guy tapping his foot and getting huffy and says, sir, I don't know if you, if you have maybe have some abandonment issues. <laughs> if you feel this is a safe place that you can trust that the line is going to move forward. In the line of the bank. Listen, sir, I know you may have some abandonment like, issues. I don't know what caregiver you have that like betrayed your trust. And like, I don't know, know if that conversation is ever going to happen. It's, in that it's setting. not appropriate in that setting, but I'm saying nobody, <laughs> nobody looks at the deeper meaning. We just yeah. think, wow, that guy's a jerk. Yeah. And then we, it just leads or, to all these other things. Or we think, man, the person in front of them really was taking a long time. Why? Yeah. We or we'll, yeah. We'll be like, well, the, you know, he's the impatience. Or even like we start to use other excuses like, well, I'm running late mm-hmm. or, you know, traffic or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it's it's just this web of continual deception when all we really have to do is look at, OK, well, what's the error in me? What's the yeah. what's the thing in me that's just not in alignment with God's truth? And um, you talked about God blessing us with patience. Like yeah. this is a gift of grace that we would have and this fruit that we would be able to enjoy over and over again as we continue to um, to reap the harvest and we continue to sow into others. And um, as we grow closer to the Lord himself, yeah. the hard part is that impatience draws us away from God because we want to handle it on our own or we just think God's not going to come through. God doesn't want to deal with this. It's, you know, this is, I got this. Or another part of that, um, and this just hit me, was um, going back to that arrogance piece, stepping it away from control of like, um, I need to do everything. Cause again, that can come from a wound, but sometimes it's a self-centeredness of, uh, well, I'm impatient because these people are hindering me and my uh, plans or yeah. God is not listening to me. And what I want is so important. Mm-hmm. Keeping yourself in the center. Um, and I think when you're, when you're living the life as a believer, you have to remember that you're not on the throne. Like you've got to remove yourself from the throne of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard truth that you're not the main character of your life. Yeah. Like that's a hard truth to accept. But when you, um, when you die to Christ, right, to live as Christ now, to die is gain. Like, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And so when you do that, you have to understand that my life is no longer about me. My life is about shining God's light everywhere I go. And mm-hmm. so that, that self-centeredness, trying to live as a child of God, yet living with a, an arrogant impatience, mm. um, that's, a, that's a duplicity of life that, yeah. that you can't sustain. It's, it's not doable mm-hmm. to be like, oh man, to God be the glory. And then in every interaction you have with another person, 
you are setting yourself as Lord. Like mm-hmm. you have to please me. You have to meet my deadlines. You, I get it if you're a boss and you're setting schedules for your company, but I mean, <laughs> interpersonally, like, yeah. and even if you are a boss, like, Hey, this is the guideline, but then don't take it personally when it's not met mm-hmm. by personal attack. Cause again, that's another sign of arrogance, another mm-hmm. sign of uh, egotism. And so you've, you've got to understand that, um, patience is a symptom. Yeah. Ah, oh, get it. Is a symptom. Cause of the, cause of the doctor, doctor joke. Thing. Being a patient, I brought it back for you. Um, a patience is a symptom of a deeper heart condition. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to say it like that. Heart condition. Heart condition. Because you're a doctor. Heart now, condition. Apparently. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have to understand that there is a remedy. Mm-hmm. We're just rolling with the medical yep. Uh, yep. thought here. Go for it. Go there's for a, a remedy. Cure. There's a cure. Or there's a vaccine for patients. And it, <laughs> it's, it's not really a vaccine because it's a no. process. So it's more like a therapeutic program. Uh-huh. If you went on to let, anyway. Uh, and it's okay. Christ. It really okay. is growing closer in Christ likeness. Mm-hmm. Um, most yeah. things that we suffer from as Christians is because we're not walking as close to Christ as we should. Yeah. I mean, that's just my two cents. You can take it, leave well, it. Well, and I mean, to challenge that, as I agree with you, like most mm-hmm. things that we put on ourselves to suffer through. Yes. Is because of our own choices. But sorry, in, not other people's sin in our life. Yes. And even like in truth, the word patient comes from this Latin word that means suffering. Mm-hmm. And so, and even what you mentioned, the King James, my favorite translation, not really, uh, but you mentioned that one. And in it, it talks about long suffering. It doesn't use yeah. the word patience. Yeah. It uses long suffering and um, taking that even deeper. It's not just suffering. We understand mm-hmm. like people suffer. We all go through different trials and different um, issues, physically, emotionally, relationally. But for the Christian, it's long suffering. It's like, you're going to go through, even more there's even more severity that you're going to have to persevere Mm -hmm. through and like there's there's a weight to our patience as christians that is different than the rest of the world because our suffering is different than the rest of the world we're supposed Mm -hmm. to be the ones who take on the understanding that what breaks god's heart should break ours yeah the things that we see in the world happening um that we've always seen happening in the world the brokenness and um the disregard for the imago day that should break our hearts Mm -hmm. that should cause um, a sense of suffering with that's compassion. Yeah. But the Christian, like we take that deeper than the world saying, Oh, well that's wrong. That shouldn't happen. It's like, no, you don't understand. Like this weighs down in my soul. Like I, I'm awake at night thinking about these things and this I'm praying out to, I'm crying out to God. My patience is waiting on God to Mm -hmm. move in these situations. It's not just arbitrary patience of like, I guess one day Jesus is going to come back. I'm just waiting on Jesus to come back and rescue me so I can be out of this place and in heaven with him. <laughs> waiting on that golden Jesus train. I'm just wait, I'm waiting on the trumpet. And that's great. Like we should be looking for um, opportunities to see the advancement of the kingdom and to hope and, and wait on that ultimate day. But right now what we're waiting on in these situations should be a sign of us suffering in our hearts yeah. for the brokenness in the world and the sin that is continuing to hurt people. That's what patience is for the Christian that's different from the world. And I think in the church, we're so fixed on wanting to get back to normal right now. Yeah. You know, we're being patient. Okay. Quote, unquote, oh, I'm just, normal. I'm just trying to be patient. Some people are. Some get, people are out in the streets throwing temper tantrums. Being crazy. But there's this idea that, well, just be patient. Things are going to get back to normal. Be patient to go backwards. I, yeah. That just doesn't make sense. And so I feel like as a church, we need to reawaken to the understanding of what the original church did what they were suffering through and yeah. realize when they wrote be patient be patient in tribulation 
yeah. that they were talking about something that honestly, I don't know that the evangelical American church today would even be able to withstand because we have yeah. not wrapped our minds and our hearts around what it means to be long suffering. Yeah. And bef before we go any further, I just want to say, if you are uh, getting anything from this, if you know someone that needs to hear this, uh, go ahead and like this, share this video with somebody and make sure you subscribe. Um, if you're listening to the audio, do the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What, what you're saying, the thought that comes to mind is one that the, the church, especially the Westernized church, hasn't embraced a doctrine of suffering. No. That's something that the Eastern church has had for, for generations mm -hmm. is understanding that when you are in Christ, suffering is part and parcel of, of the experience, mm -hmm. right? Because Jesus suffered, so why would you not? Yeah. Um, and people are like, but Jesus suffered, so I don't have to. That's not the truth. The truth is Jesus suffered so that you can endure suffering. Mm. Um, he's giving you the power to endure because, uh, and this is something that is hard to understand when you're young in your faith, is that suffering through something is for not only your good, but it is for the good of other believers. Yes. Because your suffering, your patience in suffering is a testimony to the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. And so when you as a believer give up hope and give up faith and, and um, when you are not patient, when you're throwing a temper tantrum, when you're like, well, I prayed twice and God hasn't done it. <laughs> why? And you're, you're venting to your uh, either younger in your faith, Christian friends or your non-believing friends. Um, that's not attractive. Like that's mm -hmm. not the gospel. The gospel is saying, hey, I believe God for this. I'm not going to fuss. I'm not going to throw a fit. I'm going to endure until he, mm -hmm. he delivers. I'm going to trust that God has my best in mind. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to endure through the grace of God, other people look at that and they say, man, I couldn't have that much patience. How do you have patience like that? Oh, it's only through the Lord. And I'll tell you what, the area I struggle the most with this in is in parenting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be 100% mm -hmm. real because the Hard. area where I feel that I'm little case, lowercase Lord is in my family, like unit, mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm supposed to lead my children. I'm supposed to be the one who sets the rules and blah, 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 all that nonsense. Right. And it's hard sometimes, especially the way I was raised to look at a kid and be like, no, you can't change my plans. Mm -hmm. No, I wanted to leave five minutes ago and now I'm angry and it's your fault yeah. uh, because you, <laughs> you threw everything off being a child and need, having needs and wants and being your own person. Um, how dare you? And so this is something that I've had to lay at the throne is being like, is the way that I'm parenting my child, especially our children, especially around other people, is that a witness to the Lord? Is that a mm. testimony to God's goodness in my life? Because I'll tell you what, I don't think I would be a Christian if God parented me the way I parent my children. Wow. And that's a hard truth for me to swallow. Um, thank God for his grace mm -hmm. in that, that he is. And we pray over our kids every night. Like, listen. God, you know, I'd have messed up somewhere today, even <laughs> places I can't even remember. So just cover our children in grace. Yeah. Let them get good stuff out of today. And, mm -hmm. and because God's grace, God's patience with us, he, his suffering, long suffering through our knuckleheadedness is enough for us to reevaluate our need for like the, the pronto, the right now. The, yeah. Do things. Immediate instant the, gratification. That's what I was trying to say. And that, that's another like part of it, I think. Not to excuse it, but we have become so used to, you know, literally touching something and it doing what we want right away. Come on. And delivering like a response and that those dopamine receptors are very, very um, needy because mm -hmm. we've, we've created that in ourselves and we've allowed for technology to become, um, in a sense, uh, a god of sorts for us yeah. because it provides it. Um, it can comfort, it can entertain, it can do all these things for us. Um, until we put it down. 
And so then like that impatience, that, that need for instant gratification is still there, but we don't, yeah. we don't always have the ma- mature ways of navigating that. Can you imagine, and, I can't even imagine somebody under the age of, let's say 20, no, let's just say under the age of 30. Okay. Going back to like 95. Like you couldn't get a hold of nobody. There wasn't no cell. Not every, nobody had a cell phone back then. I'm sure some people did. Somebody's gonna be like, oh, I had a cell phone. Car phone, probably. Like you, somebody, yeah, people the had big cell phones, ones. The big, but they were not that common. Yeah, and like you had to wait till somebody was home to get a hold of them. You would write letters. Had pen, I had a pen pal. Like people were mm-hmm. like Nick, you're not that old. Yes, I had pen pal. Carry quarters for a pay phone. To use a pay, pay cards. Pay card. Yeah. Call one eight hundred collect. And mm-hmm. when they say say your name, you're like, I need to be picked up on by. And then you just like hang yeah. out. Yeah. And all these things like. I remember we were ordering Chipotle, which is one of my favorites. Right. Uh, we were ordering it. They're not sponsoring. You can if you order want to sponsor it, Chipotle, <laughs> if you want to order it on your phone, there's like a, a few locations near us. Mm. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, well, it's probably going to be like 30 minutes, you know, like before we can go get it. And they had like instant. It was like 10 minutes from ordering it. It would be ready. And I was surprised at that. And I was like, man, I wonder how many people get set up to be frustrated when I when they get there because it says. I can get it in 10 minutes, but then I get there, you know, and for whatever reason, it's backed up. They're out up. of guac or something. And it's like, and it's just, it's interesting how many things we put in place to where, well, there's instant gratification and nobody ever has to wait, no wait time. And then you get there and you're like, like even today, I was late to the eye doctor today mm-hmm. because we got lost. It was direction issues. We, it's just a bunch <laughs> New of New eye doctor. We're trying to figure it out. Um, but I walked in and I already had in my mind, I'm going to have to wait longer because whoever was waiting for me is going to obviously go ahead of me. And so I get there and they said, okay, you're just going to have to wait a few minutes. And I was like, okay, no biggie. I'm so sorry. I was late. Waited fine. Had a great conversation with my eye doctor. He's super funny. Um, left. It was all good. Mm-hmm. And I thought about like, if I was impatient, if I was the kind of person that was like, doesn't matter what I did wrong. I need this to happen now. Like how we much, know none of how, our listeners are like that, right? How unpleasant that experience would have been and how yeah. awkward it would have been to be sitting there and have to wait after being frustrated and being rude. And, rude yeah. and then go in and talk to like all these things. And I was like, but the Lord gave me that insight that like you were late. They could have easily been impatient with you and said, Nope, you don't get to have an appointment, but there was grace there. And now you get to sit here and you get to kind of relax. You can catch up on some emails, some social media, and then you can go in and have this great conversation with your doctor who's super funny and awesome. And, and then everything's good. Yeah. Like it seems like such a hard thing because it's like, well, I don't want to be patient, but it really <laughs> is a matter of one decision at a time to say, okay, in this moment, I'm going to choose not to blank, whatever it is that you do when you're impatient, choose not to vent on Facebook. I've seen so many people, so many Christian people come on, complain about how long things take on social media. And I'm like, well, Chill come out, on now. Believer in come Jesus. on now. Stop it. Well, and <laughs> I think taking that moment, actually, I think now's a good time to move into practicality mm-hmm. um, because that's a good practical tip. And so I think yeah. taking that moment and not only thinking, um, I'm not going to do this thing, but thinking I'm going to trust God in this yeah. moment. Because trusting God in the moment, like if you have a mature understanding of the character of God, you have to know that God is sovereign. Like God is in control. God has uh, your good and his glory, like as the utmost, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's doing those things. If nothing else, your good and his glory are, are happening. Mm-hmm. And so you have to trust that God is doing something. You have to trust that God is in control. And so in that moment, you have to be like, okay, I have to trust in God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. 
and, and roll with the punches. And sometimes in God's sovereignty, he allows room for you to make mistakes and deal with consequences. Um, but either way, like getting upset about it in that moment or choosing to vent or choosing to yell at somebody or whatever, doesn't fix that. Mm. And so you Mm. never gain time by yelling at people. Come on. Never. It never happens. Um, (laughs) I can't, I can't think of one time where I've gotten upset and lectured our children and got out of the house quicker. Like I don't think (laughs) that's ever happened in my life. Nope. And so, um, so yeah, I think that's a good practical tip though. Yeah. And, and also like it's going back to the witness thing. When someone sees you in a situation acting counterculturally, mm-hmm. that is such a beautiful opportunity, again, to give an answer for that hope. That's right. To, to show people, like to display. Those are the times where you want to have the Christian fish on the back of your car. Mm-hmm. Those are the times where you want to be like, I'm wearing my Jesus shirt today. Like what the, would Jesus do? God well, is God. Yes, he is. Because that's those moments where it's like, dang, they were like, they could have gone off on them. They, and it, and it would have been okay. I, I wouldn't have blamed them. They didn't. Yeah. And because we so often hear about the Christians that mess up, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, dang, I saw this girl at the store and like, man, they messed up her thing and she was running late and da da da. But she was like so nice. And like she was talking yeah. to them and she was asking how they're doing and she asked if she could pray for them. And they were like, what? And it was like, oh my <laughs> gosh. And she had this, like, I'm like invested in this story. I like, <laughs> this, you're totally making this but, up. And I'm like, really? What happened next? Those are the stories we want to hear. Those are yeah. the things that we, we should be seeing that go viral is Christians doing the things that, set us apart and that honestly like when god's people everywhere they went the, the reason he wanted them to stay separate was because they need to know your mind mm-hmm. they need to understand like that this is this is god's people we're talking about they do things differently they live differently and and they're elevated in their understanding of goodness yeah. because they're so close and they're so united with their god and um we want that. Like that's something that when we're, when we choose to exercise patience, um, it, it, it has that power to, to, to display God's goodness to them. And that shalom of God goes out into the world and it, it's attractive. Yeah. It's, it's like good. you're doing mission work and you don't even realize it with people because that one little thing that you did might spark something. And I want to say this too, like Jesus, just imagine if Jesus would have rushed the cross. Mm. Yeah. Like if it would have just been like, yeah, and he was up there and it was like, whatever. And they like, you know, stabbed him. It was 30th birthday. He did something. He stole something. And then he got crucified. Yeah. Like they, they shot him. I don't know. They wouldn't they shoot him. Have. But, but <laughs> like, imagine if, if the death of Christ on which hangs, it, it truly is the crux of our faith. Mm-hmm. If that would have been rushed and, just kind of an afterthought, like, well, whatever, we had to get through it. We had to, we had to find some way to get this guy dead in, in a tomb. When the, the scripture says, like, at, at the right time. Yeah. Like, God's timing is perfect. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that trusting God and understanding, even to the, the detail of when the crucifixion happened, it had to happen during the Roman yep. time period. It had to happen, you know, when uh, roads were there, when the gospel could spread. It, like, mm-hmm. it had to happen at the moment it happened. And yeah. so God's timing is and perfect. And how long did people wait? For the Messiah. Generations years, waited. Yeah, they waited and waited and trusted and people died waiting. Yep. And yet at the right time. That's right. And, and so um, going back to practicality. Um, do you want to go into that one? Yep. Okay. So uh, grace, grace upon grace. You got to give grace to others. And you, because first of all, we have to understand that grace comes from God. Um, you didn't earn your next breath. And so everything you have is a gift. So you have to understand that somebody uh, cutting you off in traffic you got to extend grace. You didn't 
deserve anything you have. It's all been a gift. You don't deserve that car. You don't, you don't like, like God has given you the opportunity to, to do all these things because he is good. And so you have to extend grace to others in the same vein. You also have to extend grace to yourself when, when you're, um, dealing with patients and you haven't matured yet. Like this isn't a time to like kick yourself and be like, man, I'm terrible. I'm not very patient. Oh, this thing. Mm. I need to do better. No, no. Extend some grace to yourself. The Lord has to do it in you as well. Like the Lord has to grow you. You submit to him and he's going to do what he does anyway, but you can't fight the, the maturation process in your life. And so it's not a time for you to be down on yourself. It's time for you to submit and surrender and extend yeah, grace. That's good. What else you got? Um, trust God. I know that sounds really that's it. Really, I mean, I know, but <laughs> you might be wondering, well, how, how do I trust God? The way you know, if you can trust God is by trusting him. It's by, you know, why don't yeah. you leave that thing? We, we use the expression laying at his feet or leaving at the cross. Why don't you leave that thing and truly leave it there? The issue that you're struggling with that relationship that you're wondering if it's ever going to get back to where it once was. Trust him mm-hmm. by not trying to work everything out on your own. We, um, I love the analogy of the chair. You go in, you sit down on a chair. Oh yeah. You're not testing the chair every time you sit down and make sure you don't open the hood of your car every time that you have to go somewhere to make sure it's going to work right. Yeah. Because you trust based on your experience in the past, based on having driven other vehicles, you trust how it's going to work. And also because you don't know what you're looking at anyway. It's so true. Most of us don't, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to re-examine it every single time. You're like, I'm going to the store. I'm going to go get my keys. I'm going to get in. Okay, with the Lord, I'm not saying, I'm not simplifying or being simplistic with what God does or how he works, but you've seen his character at work. Yeah. If you've read the scriptures, you've seen over time how he has continually been consistent with his character. So therefore, we can put our trust in him doing what he said he's going to do and not Mm -hmm. worry and not be anxious and not sit there tapping our foot with the Lord. Come on, do it the way that I want it done because I already know. I'm just going to trust him. And let him pull through the way that he always does. And I'm going to give one last final, last final, the end, uh, <laughs> ultimate oh, no. practicality. Oh, no. No. A lot of love things. Um, you don't grow in patience by wanting to be patient. Again, you can't fight <laughs> for the thing. Like, I gotta be so you patient. can't just pray to be patient? No. Because um, even, you know, that old prayer, don't pray for patience because God will give you situations to be patient in. He's going to put you in circumstances where you have to exercise patience. You're going to have those circumstances anyway. Whether or not you're praying for patience, like those circumstances are going to come. I think a better way is to focus on Christ, like focus on his character, focus on who he is, pursue him. Then you will become more patient. Like it just, it's a natural outcome Mm -hmm. of walking with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so um, just as a natural or a, a last practical application is if you're pursuing Christ, patience will be a part of that. If you're pursuing Christ and trying to hold on to this other autonomy in your own kingdom, Mm. then you got patience problems. Yeah. Amen. Well, we want to go deeper in this topic with our inner circle. We are going to, as you heard Nick say, um, we are going to have another uh, Zoom slash like Facebook video chat with our inner circle that will be available to them. And if you're wondering what that is, the inner Mm -hmm. circle is our um, inner circle of people (laughs) who support the podcast, who we pour into who also pour into us, who have supported us, who have been with us through a lot of shifts and changes in Mm -hmm. um, the podcast and the things that are to come as well. And so they get exclusive, not only merch and content, but they get exclusive access to us. Mm -hmm. And so when there's a question or there's um, a topic we want to go deeper into like this one, we bring that to them and we talk about it and we 
just engage with them on Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com slash Nick Smith podcast and you can become an inner circle member for as little as $2 a month or as much as $500 a month. If that's something you or feel more, you want to give you, us a mill, you want to drop a million on it. Do so it. You would like to invest in want. this ministry as it is growing and continuing to reach people around the world. We would love to have you in our inner circle. Yes. Well, this has been an episode of the next podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real life. No myth. Be, be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.